Hey church, this is Jonathan Brocious. Thanks for joining me today. Let's pray together. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name bring honor for the sake of your loyal love and faithfulness. Why should the nation say, where is their God? Our God is in heaven. He does whatever he pleases. Their idols are made of silver and gold. They are man-made. They have mouths but cannot speak, eyes but cannot see, ears but cannot hear, noses but cannot smell, hands but cannot touch, feet but cannot walk. They cannot even clear their throats. Those who make them will end up like them, as will everyone who trusts in them. Psalm 115, 1 through 8. Can I just be flat out honest for a little bit? If I'm honest, completely honest, I'd have to say I struggle with materialism and covetousness. It happens way more than I'd like to admit, and that and ego, but that'll probably be a different day. Cars seem to be the thing that gets me. I can watch people build beautiful houses or look at the latest toy that they got, and I'm totally fine. I'm able to watch them enjoy their new possession without any pangs of jealousy. But when someone around me gets a new car, I am immediately jealous. And it really doesn't make any sense. I'm not a car guy. I'm not one of these people that has a calendar of a new car every day. My screensaver is not a car. I don't play racing games on the computer. I actually really enjoy my cars. Johanna has a massive van that my brother tricked out with an air horn. Thank you, Jeremy. My Chevy Silverado has been faithful to me, and if I'm honest, I'm quite attached to it. I love that truck. Johanna's aunt bought a car that she doesn't use all that often, and so we get to drive that when we don't need to haul a ton of people or stuff. I have no desire to actually own or drive a different car. So what is this feeling of jealousy that I get when I see someone around me get a new car? I did a little bit of pondering on this, and I think I have some answers. I have no desire to actually drive a different car. I like my vehicles a lot, so it's not dissatisfaction with what I have. I think the thing that bothers me is that they are able to get a new car. They are able to afford the price of a new or barely used car. That means that they are ahead of me in this game that we call life. I'm an incredibly competitive person. I don't like the idea that someone else might be better at me in something. Their purchase of a newer car than I own means that they are ahead. They are winning at whatever this game is called. They've made better choices or gotten a better salary or done a better job with their budget and savings. And so they're winning and it burns a little bit. This is why it only bothers me when I see people that are my age or younger doing this. Older people have had more time to accumulate wealth, so of course they're going to have new cars. People my age? Well, now it's a reflection of my self-worth and my abilities. Like I said, I'm trying to be honest with you guys. I don't usually say these things out loud except to my wife. Even as I say these things, I realize how ugly and frankly stupid they are. Foolish might be the best word to describe this podcast so far. Psalm 115 starts with a lengthy section mocking idols. It's making fun of other nations and how they would worship gods made out of wood, stone, or gold. People would bow before these statues and worship them. The psalm has an incredibly sarcastic tone as it says, These statues have ears, but they can't hear. Idol worship is a major theme all throughout the Bible. The Old Testament is full of stories about how people would get in trouble because they worshiped idols. A common theme is that God would instruct his people to tear down idols. Samson, Gideon, and many of Israel's kings tore down idols and redirected people to worship God. I'd always read these passages of the Bible and think, <laughs> we've come a long way. No one actually bows before an idol anymore. We're more developed and sophisticated than that. I never really knew how to interpret or apply these passages to my life. 
Recently, I took a, a Bible class online. Shout out to bibleproject.com slash classroom. They have some incredible stuff. And the teacher opened my eyes. The ancient nations were not stupid people. They knew that their idols were simply objects made of wood and stone, but they also believed that they were a symbol representing a spiritual power. So they knew that the idol couldn't hear them, but they were praying to it in hopes that the spiritual power would hear them and change their fate or destiny. And if you think about this, it makes a lot of sense. Israel regularly got in trouble for worshiping the idols of the nations around them. And why? Why would they do this? Because they were hoping to gain some of the same wealth that the nations around them had. Sometimes it was a political move to gain an alliance with a nation. They never thought, oh, maybe this statue is the key that I've been missing in my life. No, idol worship was always driven by discontentment of some kind with the life that they had currently. And it's at that moment that I realize, huh, maybe idol worship isn't dead after all. Then I read the first line of Psalm 115, not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name, bring honor. Why would this line be right in front of a poem mocking idol worship? And it struck me. Idol worship is anything that is trying to bring honor to us. Why did Israel start worshiping idols? Because they wanted the wealth, political connectedness, and status that worshiping other spirits would bring. Why do I lust after people's cars? Because I want the status that a car communicates. I want honor for my name. How much of our lives are driven by what others think or see? How many times do we make a choice, not because it actually makes sense, but because we want something for ourselves? We're chasing honor for our own names, and it's an idol. Let's pray. God, I confess that I'm a worshiper of idols. I confess this sin before you. It's ugly and it's foolish. I ask that you strip my love of idols away from my life. Use my life to bring honor, not to myself, but to your name. I pray that this life would simply be a tool to bring honor to you. Here's your response questions. Number one, what's the idol in your life? What are the things that you chase simply to bring honor to yourself? And then next, how can you repent? Repent means to change your behavior. What, what thought patterns need to be reprogrammed? Which choices need to be reversed? Have a great day. See you next time as we pray together.